Welcome to Break Away from the Rat Race, a podcast series to awaken your entrepreneurial spirit and help you achieve financial freedom. On our show, you'll learn about investments and how to create passive income. Let's get started with your host, Eric Martel. Well, today I will answer the age-old question whether you should use financing or use all cash to acquire turnkey rental properties and uh, which one would be kind of a best, uh, a better choice, a better investment. And um, so the criteria I will use to, to evaluate our decision is going to be ROI. Right? So what is the return on our investment, the amount of, in, of, uh, of money that we invested in that, in that project or in that property? Uh, we will also look at uh, the net cash flow. Sorry for all the acronyms. And then uh, thirdly, we're going to look at what does that look like is, uh, in the future, kind of a fu- future or projections uh, in 30 years. What does that look like in terms of the net cash flow, but also in terms of, uh, of equity of, uh, of the property? Yeah, and then the, the number four finally is uh, kind of uh, the risk, mainly uh, the risk associated with uh, with vacancy. So what does that um, what does that look like? All right. Um, so in order to illustrate uh, my point, uh, this would be similar for other uh, other investment as well. You can just kind of mix and match the number, but at least you're going to understand the mechanic of uh, of evaluating. Uh, whether you should use cash or financing, but uh, we're going to use a property uh, that is going to be a turnkey uh, single-family rental. Again, a few acronyms, and then the price—the purchase price for this property—is going to be seventy-five thousand dollars. And then uh, the the typical uh, the rent uh, is about seventy-five. $750 a month, and then the operating expenses, what I call OPEX, 200, $250, right? So this leaves us with a net operating income of $500 a month. So this is our, our typical uh, property. Um, where can we find these properties? We have many of them in, in Memphis, uh, in Cleveland, and all of that. So there's a, there are a lot of uh, different locations where you can find these properties with these same metrics. And you can look on our website, uh, website for that. Um, so now what we're going to do is, uh, on the left-hand side, we're going to look at uh, what option one, which is if we use all, all cash for this investment. And on the right-hand side, my right anyway, is going to be what happens if we use financing, right? So we're going to look at, let's look at all cash first. So our investment in all cash, right? It would be the purchase price of the property. We're not going to include any closing costs just to simplify things, but $75,000. This is, we're going to write a check for $75,000 to acquire this property. And then what we want to calculate is our net cash flow because we want to calculate how much profit are we going to make uh, on this. So our net cash flow is going to be our net operating income, right, which is $500. And then we're going to subtract the debt service or the mortgage payment. And in this case, we don't have any debt service. So our net cash flow 
is going to be $500 a month. We're going to calculate our return on investment here and it's going to be $500 a month. We want to have our annual return so we're going to multiply by 12 and we're going to divide by the value of our investment in this property and it's $75,000. So that gives us 8% return on our investment. So we'll do the same on the financing side. So we're going to do a 80% uh, financing, right? So that means we're going to put 20% down. So our investment, our investment is going to be $15,000, right? I need to erase this little scratch. Uh, then let's calculate our net cash flow. So our net operating income. Again, it's the same as before, $500. Now we have to subtract the debt service and our mortgage payment basically is $250 a month. So I kind of round it a little bit, but it's about $250 a month. So we're left with a net cash flow of $200, $250 a month. So significantly less <clears throat> than what we had in uh, when you by all cash, right? So we're thinking, okay, well, you know, if I want to have a high net cash flow, then I probably want to put all cash, but we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, so let's just calculate the ROI for this investment. So now my ROI, my profit is $250 per month. I want the annual return, so I multiply it by 12. And the amount that I have invested, so in this case, I didn't invest $75,000, I invested $15,000. So my return in this case is 20%. So our first criteria is comparing the return on investment between all cash and financing. You can clearly see that financing is a, is a clear winner in this particular case. So when we look at the, the second criteria, which is the net cash flow, right? So net cash flow. Uh, on the all cash side, this is again our all cash, right? Uh, our net cash flow, let me move this down. Our net cash flow is going to be, it hasn't changed, right? So it's $500 a month. But on the uh, financing side, I have $75,000 I had $75,000 to invest. I already invested $15,000 purchasing one property. Well, I'm left with 60 basically $60,000 that I can invest in. So, I will invest that money uh, and I'm basically going to buy four more houses. So that means that my net cash flow is not just the 250 that I had before, my net cash flow is gonna be 250 times five, is gonna be 1,250. So my net cash flow, using that same investment, is gonna be two and a half times what I have if I just buy all cash. So again, financing is a clear winner in uh, when we look at the net cash flow as well right 
So let's look at uh, the future then. Let's look at in 30 years. What does that look like? We want to look at the net cash flow in 30 years. So assuming that basically the, uh, the increase in rent and the increase in operating expenses kind of offset each other in 30 years, if I look at uh, all cash here, then my net cash flow, all cash, is going to be $500 a month. So that's all cash. If I look again at uh, financing here, well, my net cash flow of 250, when I look at the 250, there was also, I had to pay, so 250, I had to pay $250 in debt services. So in this case, my net cash flow per house is going to be $250, which was the, the original amount that I had the, of uh, net uh, cash flow, but plus the debt service that I didn't have, I don't have to pay anymore. So that's going to be an extra $250 that I'll be able to, uh, that's going to come to me now in 30 years when the mortgages are paid. So that means that my net cash flow is going to be $500 a month. But I have five houses. So this is per house. Now five houses. So that means my total net cash flow is going to be five times 500 or 25 or $2,500. So again, if we look in the future, our net cash flow position is going to be significantly better if we use leverage than if we use all cash. So again, great position. If we look at uh, appreciation, so, so all cash on this side, again, if we look at appreciation, again in 30 years, Right. So for appreciation, we're going to use 1% uh, per year in appreciation. So that means that over 30 years, uh, the property, so 1% per year, that means that the property is going to be over 30 years is going to increase by 35% increase over 30 years. Okay which means that my $75,000 house in 30 years will be worth 100K, right? So this is my equity position then. In 30 years, my equity position, if I go all cash, is gonna be equal to 100K, okay? I started with 75K. So 75K, so that means that my net equity, the equity that I built, the wealth that I built over 30 years is 25K. <clears throat> Doesn't seem that impressive. Uh, financing, so same situation, the properties, each property is worth uh, five, is worth uh, 100k I have five properties 
So my equity, my equity is equal to 500k. I started with 75k. So my net equity is equal to 425k. So I've built 425, like $400,000 more in equity using financing than using all cash. So this is this is a very significant difference again on uh, on the financing side. So uh, let's look at um, our fourth criteria. So this we let's look at the all cash again, and then versus uh, financing here. Right, our fourth criteria you remember had to do more like with uh, with risk, and really the biggest risk is around is around vacancy. Right, so what does that look like in terms of risk? So if uh, I'll look at it in two um, in two different ways, uh, one of them is that if one tenant, if a portion of the tenants or one tenant leaves, if one tenant leaves, right? So what does that, what how does that affect my net cash flow? So on the all cash side, I have one house, uh, so that means that the rent is zero the opex we said was 250 so minus 250 the debt is zero so that means that my net cash flow is minus 250 okay on the financing side i have five five properties but only one of the tenant one of the tenant uh, doesn't pay, right? So I have an issue with one of the tenant. So how does that impact my net cash flow? So the rent, the rent that I will be getting, instead of I have five houses, so instead of five rents, I'm going to get four rent of seven hundred and fifty. So that means three thousand dollars. Opex, I have to pay opex for all five houses. So the opex was. 250 so that is minus 1250 that I have to pay the I have to pay debt service right so I have to pay debt service even for the house that is not rented so that's five times 250 so minus 1250 my net cash flow even with the tenant gone is going to be 3000 minus 2500 so I'm still plus $500. So on this side if one tenant doesn't of course it affects that affects my entire rent so I have a significantly higher risk when the tenant leaves uh, because my all rent is uh, is gone to that. On the if I have multiple properties obviously that risk is spread over multiple properties so Yes, my revenue is significantly impacted, but it, at least I'm still making some cash flow uh, with, uh, with my properties, with my investment. Well, the worst case scenario is like if all tenants, for some reason, 
uh, don't pay. So here, uh, on the all cash side, it would be the same, right? So the net cash flow, because I only have one tenant, so this is pretty much the same scenario, is minus 250. On the financing side here, so that means that my rent would be zero, my OPEX would still be minus 1250, and my debt I still have to pay minus 1250. So I would be down $2,500. Right, so if all my tenants are out in one month, <clears throat> five tenants out in one month, doesn't ha shouldn't happen very often, but I guess it could happen. So in this particular case, it would be significantly uh, we have a significant issue, net cash flow negative twenty five hundred. But if you look at everything else that we've talked about, if you looked at the return on investment, if you look at all the, the positive scenario that could happen, at the equity, at the uh, what it looks like in 30 years uh, in terms of the net cash flow and in terms of the, the equity that we've built over a 30-year period, I think it's clear that financing is a significantly uh, better option for acquiring turnkey rental properties. So this is our recommendation uh, moving forward. And um, so I hope this answers your questions regarding whether you should buy a turnkey rental properties cash or using financing. Uh, if you have any additional questions or you need assistance or clarification, feel free to contact us. And um, we'll leave it at that. Thank you, have a good day. Thank you for listening to Break Away from the Rat Race with your host, Eric Martel. If you want to share your story and experience with our listeners, please message us on Facebook at Break Away from the Rat Race. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast on iTunes.